Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, an insomniac looking for answers in the dead of the night, a dirty talking vampire with trust issues, the wonderful drunks who exist out in the evening, walkie-talkie watches, and a manga title from a song. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 481, Call of the Night. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Manga Review, some podcasts and vain reviews about connecting the enhanced narratives. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjour, no and what's up? Hope all of you are doing well out there and hope you're excited for another fun-filled episode because I definitely know that I am because it's been a crazy, crazy time and I am prepping for next week because next Friday I will be at Otakon, so definitely check that out. I'll probably be trying to release an episode there, maybe I'll do a live stream not sure we're gonna play it by ear and see what happens but if you're joining us for the first time welcome spirekin or some podcasts and vain reviews about connectly enhanced narratives is a nerdy podcast where every episode we talk about various geeky topics since it's the manga review obviously we're talking about manga i tell you the art style is the overarching plot the characters the production quality the design and most importantly if it's worth investing your time in or not you don't have to agree with anything that I or my co-host say, but we try to be educational, enlightening, exciting, and most importantly, entertaining. You can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, and various other social media sites. Just type in S-P-I-R-A-K-N in the show notes, and I guarantee you'll find us one way or the other. If you have any questions or comments or concerns, you can email me personally at Zan, that's X-A-N, at Spirekin.com, or tweet me at Spirekin. And if you like what you hear, you can support our Patreon and help us create more fun content for you to enjoy at patreon.com forward slash Spirekin. Or leave us some ratings and reviews at iTunes. That way I can see what you like about the show and what I should change. All of those give me more motivation to keep doing this podcast because I've been doing this since 2008. I'm going to keep going as long as I can. But I digress, so all that info dump is out of the way. So let's actually get to it because if you remember from that last episode, I spun that one that only the Wheel of Manga... And it dictated unto me that I'd be reviewing a manga that was written by Kotoyama. Yes, the creator of Degashi Kaishi. Uh, the art style is very similar and it has a kind of flirty, weird flavor to it. But this is one that was released originally by Shogakuken, meaning it's brought over here by Viz Media. It is a weekly Shonen Sunday property that is a Shonen series that originally started in 2019. It's still coming out now. It is a romantic comedy supernatural series that has 11 volumes. And it is known simply as Yofukashi no Uta, or over in the United States, it is Call of the Night. This manga is the story of Ko Yamori, a 14-year-old second-year junior high school boy who has become desensitized with life. He's kind of bored with everything going on. He doesn't have any real friends and things are not going the way he expected them to go. So he has been skipping school and he's trying to reinvigorate himself. So one night he decides that he's going to slip out of his house and just explore the awesomeness that is the night when everyone is asleep. And he sees the differences about everything, how you could see the stars out at night, how all the lights except for liquor stores are off. So it gives it the world a very different feel to it. It feels like another world. And he's just trying to figure out what he's doing and trying to deal with his insomnia. And as he looks at his phone, they have different things. You know, take a walk, talk to your friends, but he doesn't have any friends, so that doesn't work. And most people are saying, why don't you take a drink of alcohol? Alcohol helps you sleep. It's the best medicine for sleeping. So, even though he's 14, he goes to one of the vending machines to sell liquor and puts some money in. 
He's pretty nervous about this, but it gets even more unnerving when a girl walks up behind him and says, Hey, are you old enough to buy liquor? And he freaks out saying, No, I was buying it for someone else. I mean, it's a mistake. I gotta go. And the girl grabs him and says, It's okay. I'm just joking. How you doing? And this girl ends up taking him out for the night and showing him all the cool things about the world that are there. Like seeing the drunk dudes and talking to them and being like best friends. Like saying, Hey, how you guys doing? We're doing great. Awesome. High five. Great. That's amazing. Do you know them? No, but it's cool because they're fun. And just showing this more happy, vibrant, explorative, and just like able to do what you want at night mentality that is interesting to Ko. Eventually, this mysterious girl says, hey, listen, I'll help you go to sleep. Come over. We'll hang out. You go to bed because you'll get tired and things will be good. And he's like, this is crazy. I'm going to a stranger's house. She's probably some psycho. I'll pretend to go to sleep. And then... When she goes to sleep, I will sneak out. So they go to her apartment, which is an abandoned building, and there's just a futon on the floor. He gets in. She kind of cuddles next to him, waits for him to go to sleep. He's Like I said, he's pretending to go to sleep. She says, hey, are you asleep? Hey? Oh, good. He's asleep. And he feels a pain on his neck. Turns out the girl is a night walker, a vampire, and she was biting him because she's getting, she wants food. And he's like, what the hell? And she's like, oh, there was a mosquito on your neck, and it bit you. Really big one. And he's like, I don't believe that. You have blood on your mouth. Oh, okay, uh, well, I'm a vampire. It's like, crap, does that mean I'm a vampire too? No, 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 that's not how it works. See, we can feed on you, and you're fine. The only way for us to make another vampire is that the person we bite has to fall in love with us, and then when we bite them... They become a vampire. That's how it works. And this intrigues Ko. And Ko's like, you know what? I want to be a vampire. So I'm going to fall in love with you. And for this girl who has not... Who's been making a lot of pervy jokes and kind of flirty. is like, no, no, no. Do not say the L word with me. I love your blood. Your blood is super delicious. I will bite you. But you... I'm not going to try to make you fall in love with me. If you fall in love with me on your own, that's your own thing. And then we eventually get her name. That is Nazuna Nanakuza. And she is a vampire who just loves the night. And that's her thing. She just has fun. And Ko is now wrapped up in her adventures as they're going through the night. While Ko tries to fall in love with her to become a vampire himself. And I read the first two volumes of this. And I've got to say it is a fresh take on vampires. Because it's not the typical... I am a vampire, I will bite you and then kill me and things, or I'm the depressed broody one, or you can't become a vampire because I love you too much. No, this is not that at all. It's just two friends kind of screwing around and trying to do things. And not screwing around like in sex terms, like just they're messing around having fun being friends. Or one is trying to be the friend of the other person. And their friendship is very unique. Like you find out that uh, one... Nazuna can fly, and he she ends up taking him on a flight through the sky, and it's kind of a, a mixture of a Superman moment and just a like fun, whimsical moment that's going on. They're also they eventually figure a way to contact each other because Nazuna doesn't have a real cell phone. The cell phone she has is from the 1980s. She's a little older. I think she's like 40, maybe or 50. We're not entirely sure that she doesn't say her age, and it's not polite to ask a lady her age, but. They end up getting these walkie-talkie watches so they can talk to each other. And it's a nice, cool moment where that's their thing is, Hey, are you okay? Over? Hey, do you want me to take the shot over? No, no, no. Wait till you can do it over. So they're, they're essentially like big kids. And 
it's a great relationship between Nizuna and Ko, seeing them slowly develop to become friends while still trying to deal with this, where it's like the one wants to fall in love with the other for his own reason, and she is trying not to fall in love with him, but you could see she's starting to like him a lot more. She's getting a little jealous of things that are happening. Uh, other major characters that are introduced, we have the three drunks that constantly show up. They don't really have names, they're just drunk people. The first time that Ko high-fives one of them, one of them pukes on him. And then the other character that's really introduced in the first volume is Akira Asai, who is Ko's childhood friend who lives in the same apartment as him. And she is confused as to why Ko's been skipping school. And now that she knows that he's constantly going out at night, she's trying to get him to come back to school because she's his friend. Even though he didn't realize they were friends, he thought they were just acquaintances, but the thing is, because of an incident that happened to their kids, she's now his, she's been his friend the entire time, just things happened. So it's one of those, a miscommunication caused them to be friends, and one didn't realize it. Now, I'm not going to give too much away because the series is still coming out. Also, the anime just came out. So if you're watching the anime, I don't want to spoil anything else that is going on. The story is kind of episodic where it deals with little segments of here's this night, here's what's going on. But on the same note, it does have, it seems, an overarching narrative of why Ko is having insomnia. And more importantly, what is the deal with Nizuna? And we have to wait to find out what happens with that. But overall, I enjoy the fact that this is a different take on vampire story. And it's a story of also having insomnia and the awesomeness of being out at night and having adventures. And because there's always something cool you can do in certain cities where you see this entirely different world just by changing your perspective slightly. And that's what this series is about is changing your perspective. And that makes you want to read more of this manga. Now let's actually get into the art style. If you've read Degashi Kaishi, you know uh, Kotoyama's art style. It's very memorable. And it's the same. Our protagonist, he looks like he's constantly sleepy. He has uh, little bags under his eyes. You have Akira, who's designed. She's a little bit more busty, which is similar to the secondary female character from Degashi Kaishi. And then... Nizuna has the very thin, very petite, almost lowly-esque, but not lowly design. So she's very just super thin and trim. And she has, generally you see her wearing a cape or it's a hoodie. You're not really sure what it is, but underneath she's wearing like booty shorts and a crop top without uh, arms. So very distinct design is a little vampire but not really just it's very different the backgrounds i am loving the backgrounds because it gives it a whole other world like the sequences during the day which are rare and in between certain segments are only shown in flashbacks so the most part we do see the night and the way it's drawn is a very different world than what you'd expect everything looks very tangible and beautiful in its own way also a lot of grime in some of the building designs. I don't know if that's intentional, but it does give it a more kind of, not scummy, but risque feel to it. And I love that part about it. Now, going on to the actual physical manga itself. It is a typical Viz uh, production. You have a glossy cover. This one actually, instead of having the Shonen Jump logo on the side, they now have the Shonen Sunday logo on the top of the bookend, which is kind of nice. I've never noticed that before. I think this is the first one to do that. However, getting off topic, glossy cover, it's very streamlined, unlike last episode where we talked about Bomba, where it looked very old school, this is very new school. 
the colors themselves for the volumes, you have the dark of the sky with the background, but then different font colors for each volume, and the font color actually matches the background. So the first one is blue, so you have this this dark night blue. There's one later where it's green, but you have little specks of green in the background. And it's a clever design for this series. Now, like I said, there are 11 volumes out right now, so you can get a hold of them. And for a series which deals with just a kid and his vampire friend who hang out at night for late night adventures, have a lot of conversations, and essentially nap, this is a very just entertaining manga. It's one which it does something different with the vampire genre, which doesn't piss me off. And it's one that I have to admit is a bit compelling with the overarching story. Now, negatives for this one. One, while there is no fan service, which I'm so thankful for, the dirty puns and the dirty jokes kind of go a little bit overboard. I mean, yeah, there's an entire four pages of them talking about copulating. And it just is kind of cringy. Also, the fact that Ko is 14 years old is a little unnerving. It's like, yeah, you're 40, she, he's 14. Just, it feels weird. I would have preferred a protagonist who was maybe 16, 18. That part, I'm a little, that's one of the things I can't really connect with is where he's, he's a junior high student and he's dealing with this. It just, I don't know. It's one of the few hangups for this manga. But if you can look past the age thing, this is a fun manga to read. And I do mean fun. It's one which makes you want to read it more. And the fact that this was nominated for the 6th Next Manga Award in 2020, and it plays 7 out of 50, is very impressive. Also, you had uh, it was ranked 8th in the Nationwide Bookstore Employees Recommended Comics of 2021. So this is a popular series. Also, fun fact, the title, Yofukashi no Uta, was named after a song from Creepy Nuts. And the anime, they actually have that song as the closing credits. So, kind of goes around full circle. And this was made for an uh, anime series. If you haven't watched the anime, I highly recommend it. The anime is just as good as the manga. They do change a lot and they do flip things around. And some of the things that you they don't focus on in the manga they add that's kind of a weird detriment also is a little more pervy which can be kind of cringy but that's been the case lately that the animes are generally more pervy than the mangas as of late but that's something i've just noticed and i digress so let's actually get to the what i feel about this manga and i've got to say out of our rating system this is a borrow from a friend and don't return all offered pocky it's really good it's just there are elements that take away from it like i said it is a bit cringy there's not much that really happens in the manga. It's just Ko and Nizuna hanging out. That's about it. Now, there is tension in the series. Like I said before, you have the conflict between Akira and Nizuna over Ko and his choices. You have a couple other characters that are introduced that cause issues. You do have Nizuna's night job, pun not intended. And overall, these elements make for a great manga, but there are some issues, and this might not be for everybody, I'll be honest. Uh, if you can get past the 14-year-old boy and the adult vampire, I think you'll enjoy this manga. And that's my thoughts about it. Now, if you've read Call of the Night and you like it, let me know what your thoughts are. Email me, zanspirekin.com, or tweet me at Spirekin. If you didn't like it, let me know what your thoughts are. I'd definitely love to hear it. And if you're going to be at Otakon next week, let me know. 
I am very excited to hear your thoughts on this manga. And speaking of which, let's actually get to that. So, if you're going to be in Washington, D.C. for the 28th of July through the 31st of July, I will be in Washington, D.C. for... That's right, Otakon, one of the greatest conventions on the East Coast and one of the best conventions I've been to in a long time. Now, I am running one panel this year. That panel is going to be 22 pet manga recommendations for grown-ups, cats, dogs, and everything in between. This is a revitalized, reinvigorated version of my pets, dogs, and everything in between. Manga recommendations for pet lovers. I debuted this at Anime Boston, and this is the second time I'm using it. Let me know your thoughts when you do come. It's going to be in Panel Room 6 at 2 o'clock on Saturday, which is going to be the 30th. I hope to see you there. and I'm excited. I'm also going to be hanging around the con doing various things. Stay appraised on Twitter and on Instagram to see where I am at the time. I'm going to be posting a lot more because people say I need to increase my Instagram game. Maybe I'll do some TikTok too. I finally set up the Spark in TikTok. It's only been two years behind schedule, but want to get more people involved. So either way. As usual, remember to like, share, and subscribe. And if you're listening, thank you so much. I appreciate each and every one of you. You're all awesome. I love whenever I get a message, an email, a comment. It gives me more motivation to keep doing this podcast and keep pushing for as long as I can. And I am going to keep doing this because you know why? I love doing recommendations and reviewing manga. It's fun, and I'm going to do this as long as I can until I'm an old man who has to read manga that's large print with a magnifying glass. So... Stay tuned for that. If you're part of the Patreon, stay tuned for some more cool content. I might be doing something fun for October of 2022. Let's see. Uh, also, if you want to give me a recommendation for what to do for episode 500, send me an email, zanspirekin.com. Let me know your thoughts. And with that in mind, let's actually get to the part that most of you love hearing in this episode. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one, that only, the Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. And what I've done is I've assigned a manga title to each of the 10 slots. So we're going to spin that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga. Whatever number it lands on, we're going to review in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, episode 482. That is 18 episodes away from episode 500. So I have about six weeks to get everything together. And then two more weeks to record. But I digress. So let's spin and see what review in this episode, because I got all great titles on here. A couple of oldies, but for the most part, mostly new stuff. So let's spin and see what review, shall we? Number six. So in the next episode, I'm reviewing a manga about elves, but not the elves you're thinking of. I'm going to be reviewing Otaku Elf. Is it a good manga? Is it a bad manga? I don't know. I've actually never read it. So let's see what's going to happen. You're going to hear about that in the next episode. So anyway, hope you enjoy this. And as usual, I am your host, Zan. I'm Gonsville. I'll catch you guys next time. And keep reading manga. <laughs>